This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. My Natural Hair is a podcast that shares all the information you're looking to learn about natural hair, the movement, the styles, growing your hair naturally and meeting other people part of the natural hair culture and movement. My Natural Hair is hosted by LaDonna Sims and Markeisha St. Clair from Hair Goals 313. Collectively, LaDonna and Markeisha have over 25 years of experience doing natural hair. Black Coffee is a podcast hosted by Kari Frazier and Frida Sampson Weekly. Weekly, Frida and Kari welcome guests to discuss the rich history of black leadership, entrepreneurship, artistry, and social justice. Tune in weekly to the Piper Carter podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience. The Detroit is Different podcast is about exposing artistry, business, ideas, and dynamic people, places, and things that make Detroit a mecca. Tune in weekly and subscribe to get the true stories from the people shaping the culture of an American classic city. You're listening to the Piper Carter Podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Her soul. See law and legal royalty, bars in every sentence Get off my pretty wings, I have habitual indifference My mind's too advanced, I do mathematics with letters That's why my iron bitch pentameter is way better Still inside of Shakur, the whole couture What other rappers' metaphors, so the semaphores Vocabs too advanced to be autocorrected Alpha rapper of the alphabet's been resurrected and scrabble boards on face Running all these tracks like Florence Griffith on the chase One limb explodes like Florence Griffith in the race It takes less than two when I'm robbing on this base uh, See, I'm easy rocking Be easy with this E like I'm straight out of Compton One project away like I'm straight out of Tonkin Legal equals fly or die These other birds are just mocking Brain pin pad, vocal cord lips These other female rappers out here talking with their hips These misguided gangsters out here talking with their clips While these devils copyright, grab the cash and then they zip they try to stack us up and slay boats that don't float. Penitentiaries surrounded by a moat. It's mental. You can tie a lion with a rope and he'll stay right there if he murder all his hope. But I got the antidote that will free any slave and make runaway masters back in the days. And that turn away every day. That's the doctrine. I'm showing off my legs when I'm dressed down in stockings. Now convince me your life matters when that violence starts to move in the counterclockwise pattern. They hypnotize us with a lie, control your minds, confuse their hearts, their power will die. Gentrify their art, gentrify their block and their parts. Then protest beside them, this is all such a farce. Next we'll turn them into Mother Nature's bastards. That way they won't survive when we start coming out blasting. Have them boost their melanin, tell them mass in fashion. Take the edge and their edges, have them sow those tracks in. If they sow what they will reap, it'd be hard to wake them up once they put their to sleep. Y'all like rappers that keep you stupid You want brave enough to lose their life over music Happy New Year, it is 2019 And you're listening to the Piper Carter Podcast With your favorite millennial You're gonna be the favorite millennial, how's that? In 2019? It's an upgrade Well, it'll be an AKA (laughs) (laughs) Happy New Year, Piper! Happy New Year, Brittany, what's going on with you? Nothing, did you set any resolutions? Yeah, but um, I forgot what they are. Okay, I got my list. <laughs> I got a long. I list. got a list too. That's that's funny. 
I like made a list. Like yeah. it's not necessarily a resolution. Like I made a list of like all the stuff I want to do. And like throughout the month of January, I'm just gonna plug it in everything into my calendar. Yeah. I'm gonna do it like that. Yeah, that's what so okay, this is what I did. I did do. I got a calendar. Well, I always had a calendar, but I got like a kind of tool to like help me create this calendar. Mm-hmm. So I'll still be digging into that. I was I was I wanted to like have all this organizational stuff done like before 2019 so I could just step in like boom. But I was just so busy at the end of 2018, like way last year. So um, I just said, well, you know what? January is a slow month, and the first week or two. I could take that time to like really dig in and like organize because I got the podcast, right? Yeah. So we'll be working on our podcast schedule. I already got, um, I got a really special guest lined up for the 22nd. We're going to bring Lottie back. Oh my God. Lottie's yes. coming back. She's bringing Alea. Okay. And so, I think, um, I think that'll you be cool. guys told me that she was bomb. Yeah. 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 Alea is amazing. So Lottie's coming Shout back. Shout out to Lottie. Shouts out to Lottie, our get herbalist. The, we got to get a retreat going. We got to timestamp that when she yeah. comes back. Yeah, when she comes, we'll, so we'll get the, that together. That's the 22nd? That's the 22nd. Okay. That's the only guest that's like completely solid and firm. I got to double check with Lotes because him and his dad are supposed to come. That'll be dope. But I had to wait till his dad got off tour, which I believe will be this week to like check in. Um, spoke with Amp Fiddler. Had been trying to schedule him. Back when his um, music released, but he's just been crazy busy schedule. Mm-hmm. So just trying to get him in, but he's like he's he's coming, but we just gotta figure it out when he can do it. He's out he, in and out the country, so. Right. Um, and then a couple of um really important events coming up. So February the tenth, we're going to do Dilla Youth Day. Yes. So that's gonna be at the Charles H. Wright. Um, all day we'll have way more information this, this about that. This is a random question. So yeah. Do you guys get the uh, Dilla Donuts people to do anything on that day? Yeah, Uncle Herm. Oh he God. comes and brings the donuts. Yeah, it's gonna be it's free for everyone. You know, so it's like noon until eight p.m. all day. Performances, hands-on activities for youth, um, all types of STEAM activities. It's just amazing experience celebrating the life of Jay Dilla. So we're gonna we gotta set up some interviews for that and then um so you know march is women's history month and the charles h wright museum asked us to bring women in hip-hop to the charles h wright yes so we'll have an afternoon a sunday afternoon celebrating women in hip-hop and that is going to be march the third and that's at the charles h wright museum if i believe it's two to five we got a nice first quarter lined up. Then we got to bring some of the we got to bring yeah. some of, bring some of the artists on. And we're gonna we're gonna drop a new mixtape. Working on that as we speak. You're gonna be working on that with Mahogany, so you're gonna be helping with that. That's I, gonna you, be. I already told you. Like I really really want to. I know. With that. I know. So yeah, we're gonna have the 2019 edition of the mixtape. We've been playing the 2018 edition. We're gonna continue to play that music too, um, and we'll just continue to play like good music on our podcast. Because I was thinking like. I want to mix it up like between finding like new artists, yeah, um, as well as just like playing some good songs, some just good, songs just that's good just music. good music, yeah. Um, 
you know. You guys did a great job doing the last mixtape. You liked it? I loved it. Yeah. That, loved so, it. shouts out to Mahogany. Shouts out to Mahogany for that. Yeah, she um, reached out to all the people. I gave her the framework, what I wanted. Okay. You know, um, and then shouts out, like I said, again, to P. Groove for mixing and mastering at Hypnotic Records. Um, nice. It's kind of, so yeah, 2019 shaping up to be pretty cool. And then some really good news for women in hip hop. We actually are going to be moving into UR, Underground Resistance, um, Submerge Records, and what? moving our offices in there. So that's going to be really cool. Thank you. This is That's really huge. it's re, it's ginormous. <laughs> um, these are the you know guys that created techno music, mm-hmm. so they're gonna be mentoring me on the music business, independent music business. So I'm excited about that. What's popping right now? Yeah, you know, and they've they've been able to create a genre and you know be lasting mm. all these years without the mainstream. You know what I mean? Understood. So this is exciting. What else is there? I mean, we got so much stuff like planned. I've just been reaching out to lots of different women in hip hop artists and things to just find out what they're working on. So what's, what you got popping for 2019? I got to finish the documentary and I have to get further along in some recipes for pizza. Y'all don't know about Brittany. She is a pizza arena, a pizza be- Pizza, uh, what, what, what is what is that called? Like a person that makes pizza? Nothing. Pizza rat. Uh, we gotta make up a name. We need a good name. We'll keep we'll keep going with it. Um, other than that, that's it. I wanna get back in shape. I gotta get back out here. Brittany is in like amazing shape. So when she's saying like get back in shape, it makes me feel like oh geez. No. No, it's all good. You get it. But no, I'm excited for, for 2000. I'm excited for, for every year. You know, like you said, you you want to go into the year with, like, everything, like, set and calendarized. But I always tell myself that, like, my new year doesn't really begin till March until the spring kind of breaks a little bit, get a little, <coughs> little heat. Right. You know, so. Oh, another thing. My birthday's in January. January what? January 27th. I was born in 72, baby. You know, I'm probably just gonna relax, cause it, cause I I told my I did something for my 45th. Okay. I'm gonna be 47, so I told myself I'll do like a party for my 50th. God willing, I make it to 50. Uh, you know, do something for my 50th. So, um, yeah, so that'll be that. All right. So okay, every time we do a show, well, I'll I'll talk about that after. I'll say this quick though, um. What else? Oh, I did my vision board. I saw that. It was yeah. bomb. Like, thank you. You you really are about to like take your. You already eat relatively well, so you about to go like full throttle. Like, what are you now? What would you say? Seventy thirty eating wise, seventy percent. What raw? Yeah, I'm about seventy percent raw right now. Let me see. I've been about seventy percent raw. I want to say for like. Maybe at least four years now. Yeah, that's amazing. For at least four years, I've been seventy percent raw. Um, so I think I'll probably 
stay around there um, because it's winter. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll do a combination of soups and juices for winter. And then we'll see. We'll see. Like normally I say, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that and then I'm going to do that. <laughs> but I have to have a combination of like, you know, just balance and flow. So ideally what I'm going to do is these soups, these hearty stews and stuff. Um, and mix that and then, and then do the juices. All right. So my refrigerator right now looks like the Easter market. <laughs> yeah. Greens and peppers and it's, squashes. It's every vegetable that's available in season is in my refrigerator like right now. And I'm all about, I make all my own sauces. I make all my own spices. I make... I make everything. I make this, like I said, I make everything from scratch. I'm like granny. I need to get on that spice game. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I have, actually, I have a juice recipe book. So I'll be um, working on those juice recipes. And then I have um, a, well, most of the recipes that I look up are mostly dishes that I just love from either traveling around the world or just going to different restaurants and then just trying different stuff. And this would be like, "Mm." and then go home and experiment. I love it. And I put on some music and then I just start going in there and I go off color. Cause for me, when I cook, it's all about like having as vibrant, rich colors mixed. Makes you want to eat it, right? Makes you want to eat it. And then it also has to taste really, really good. So I like to marinate my vegetables, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that, and what I started doing, instead of actually like cooking the vegetables, what I do like with my kale is I soak it in like warm water. So I don't put it on the stove and actually like cook it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I would make the water like a little bit like I get a bowl, like a mixing bowl. Like I have this um, silver or the aluminum like mixing bowl. Mm-hmm. And I put the greens in that or the, you know, and then I run warm water over it. And then, um, well, after I, wa- after I like wash them, mm-hmm. then I let them soak in the warm water. Not too hot, not hot water, but like warm. And what that does is allow the texture of the leaf it will it fills up with the water but it like opens up a little bit it sounds like they would be very tender greens it's very tender and then okay. when you so then when you rinse that off mm-hmm. you let it sit just a second and then like you squeeze all the water off but it's still really full of water you know mm-hmm. and then you put your seasonings now what I do I put the olive oil on them or coconut oil whatever I'm using I put that on them because basically that's gonna be my like magnet that's what's gonna mm-hmm. help the glue to like whatever seasonings I put in Got it you. you know what I'm saying it sounds really really good so I do that and some apple cider vinegar or I might use lime or I might use lemon and so I do that and that's always like a prep and I prep all my all my greens like that. Every greens I make, I prep them like that, so that they can receive um, 
you know, whatever the seasonings are. Then I season them, mix, 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 let it sit for a hot second. And I let that sit, you know, on the counter. I don't put it in the... uh, Back in the fridge. Back in the fridge. I let it sit on the counter so it could be room temperature. I let those sit. And that's how I prep my greens. And then everything else, that's if I'm going to eat it like a salad. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to eat it like a salad. If I'm juicing... All the stuff, so all the stuff that I'm going to be juicing, all the fruits, that's already chopped up. That's in the freezer. So like pineapples and all that stuff, mangoes, everything's in the freezer chopped up. So <clears throat> I don't use ice. I just freeze yeah, the, fruit. the fruit. Yeah, blueberries, all that, strawberries. And then um, then I got bananas and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. for breakfast. And, you know, that, that, that gets you going. That's straight sugar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I got different types of apples, green apples, um, and you know, red apples, and uh, the, you know how they say like the apple a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah, because it's fiber; it's everything you need, mm-hmm. and especially the green, the Granny Smith apple, because you know your digestion starts in your mouth mm-hmm. with their saliva, and so there's a chemical breakdown that happens when you eat the apple. It, it it helps with your digestion. Very interesting. So if you eat apples in the morning, that's really great. Um, some people can't like bite down on apples, so it's cool to chop them up and cut them in and the eat baggie. them in slices. Yeah, eat them. And it's good to snack on apples, you know. And the more fruit you eat, then the less addicted the sugar you'll be. So if you have like a sugar addiction, the best way to break the sugar addiction is to eat more fruit. And start with fruit in the morning and stuff like bananas, stuff that are that that have a lot of sugar in it. So you're still gonna get your sugar, mm-hmm. but because your body tells you like through your cravings, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your body's like, oh, I want some sugar, and your body does want some sugar, so give it some sugar, but just don't give it like you know cocoa puffs or <laughs> you know whatever Fruity it is. Lips. Yeah, lips. you know, get like eat a banana in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Eat a, eat an apple. Eat an what about orange. Apple with peanut butter or sunflower butter or like. I mean, some people like that. That was what I had when I was a kid because I was raised <laughs> in the African centered community, and people in the African centered community used to make apples and peanut butter. Sounds delicious. Apples and almond butter. Oh man, with raisins. Oh my god, with the raisins too. Well, you take the well. That was like celery sticks with peanut butter and raisins. Just stuff like that they used to make for our snacks, trying to keep it interesting. But uh, you go with just the apples, which is I'm good, like with all that separate. You know what I'm saying? And also too, you know, make your own peanut butter. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't buy like Jif. No, that's full Jif. of sugar. Like the organic stuff that tastes kind of like. But the organic stuff is like nasty. My mom three thousand dollars. My mom says you're not supposed to eat peanuts. Well, you're not supposed to eat peanuts. I mean. Yeah, and there's all these different vegan philosophies about stuff like so everybody's going to like some people don't eat broccoli, you know, some people don't eat mushrooms. What? I mean there's all types of it's not like like vegan, it's just like I one can't thing. I live without mushrooms. You like mushrooms? My god, I love them. And but I mean there's, you know, then there's different types of mushrooms you're not supposed to eat and then there's ones Sorry. that are more healthier for you and some that are really really health uh in you know help induce health got you but it's all types of 
you know, I, like I used to be macrobiotic and I still do the best I can to be macrobiotic, but I'm also a little bit more like, I'm mostly just vegan. Okay. I'm like one of the like plain vegan, you know, I will eat broccoli. I will eat celery. I will eat cucumbers. I will eat carrots. I will eat tomatoes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if it's if it's a raw vegetable and it's organic, nine times out of ten I'm gonna eat it. You know, roots, you know, a lot of roots and things. So root beggars, beets. Yeah, dandelion. So hmm. But maybe we can maybe that's some stuff we can do. Bring on some different types of vegans. I would love that. Like have a round to- round table vegan session. Or even just multiple times throughout the year. So yeah, okay. So I reach out to the vegan community, be like, "Hey, who wants to come on and talk about?" That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Because you know, when in that in this world in the vegan community, everyone is an expert. Ha <laughs> ha. Everyone's like, "My way is the way, and your way is wrong. I'm right, and you're wrong." It sounds like religion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also like that in the African centered community. It's like that's the one thing that drives me nuts about the African centered community. They're always like, "Y'all don't know." Y'all don't do no research. And y'all, it's like, wow. Like, it's like when you listen to like any of the African Center podcasts, it's like, really? Like, you're going to insult me for like half the podcast? Tell me that I'm, that I'm ignorant and I don't know my history and I don't know nothing and I don't know how to do research. I don't know. It's like, really? Like, I don't know. I'm going to stop listening to people to say that stuff to me, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm down with them the more understanding about other cultures, but you're not going to tell me that's the only culture that I am. I, 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 we had to talk about this. Yeah. It's enough room for the Moors, the Israelites. Everybody can get... I'm pretty sure everybody has a little bit of everything in them. Ancient Kemetic, ancient Kemetic teachings. I'm cool with listening to it all and applying it, but... I I lose it when you tell me that's the only thing that we are. Well, you know, because people sometimes get all dogmatic about their stuff. You got any predictions for 2019? Anything that you? Um, I predict. Uh-oh. Piper's predictions. Yeah. Well, they're personal predictions. Okay. I predict I'm going to get more sleep. <laughs> no, I'm just, the, the, I'm, I'm, I'm projecting that into the future. 10 like, hours or 8? I'm more like an eight-hour person, but sometimes I'll do 10, okay. you know, mm-hmm. give that body, get that nice little rim going. Yeah, no, my predictions, Um, I predict I'm going to be on that bike some more. You like, you like, like, uh, do you like cycling in the gym or you mean your bike bike? No, my actual bicycle. Okay. I can't stand cycling in the gym. I got to be on the road. I got to like move. I'm like, where am I going in the nowhere. gym? I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> just legs going round and round in circle. It's like it's I annoying. Will. It's terrible. But uh what else I predict? I predict I'm gonna be in that gym consistently. Same. What else I predict? Uh <coughs> I don't know, more organizing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got a couple of things planned, but I gotta wait to um I get the word. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Uh, it'll be it'll be like by the time we have the next podcast, I'll be able to tell you. All right. What's going on? My fingers are crossed. Yeah. Um. This is a huge campaign year. You see any 
Well, the census, the census is going to be, I predict that that everybody going to be doing census hustles because <laughs> they're giving out money to do census education. Oh, are they? Yeah, because it's, it's going to be census 2020. And so, um, you know, coming up in 2020. Mm-hmm. And so long story short, they want to prepare people because um, they want to move people to do it online and they want to educate people about all the changes that are going to be coming to the actual form and things like that. So they use the census to basically, you know, create budgets and all policy and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the census is going to be like a huge thing in 2019. So I predict that we'll be doing a lot of census education on here as well as in the streets and yeah, more social justice stuff. Like I said, most of that stuff is like in my email box stuff. I can't really say right now until I get like a confirmation letter to say, boom. Well, you ended the year off strong. Your whole fourth quarter was traveling and you're such a basketball person, aren't you? You're you're like your fourth quarter. No, 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 no. I love it. I love it. I love it though. It's like you gave me my, my thing coach. Thank you coach. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, seriously. The last, you know, the last quarter of the year, but um you know, so I'm sure there's some things boiling. Yeah. Okay, so something I got to talk about um so every single time we have a podcast, mm-hmm. someone passes. And it's like so it's like, man, but you know, it just it just underlines life and then death. Mm-hmm. So I want to shout out my cousin, Mark Fagans. Ashay. Ashay. This dude is my first cousin. I got a call Friday from my uncle. And he told me that my cousin passed away. He called me in the morning. I was asleep. And he, and I, you know, I woke up out of my sleep. I answered my phone. Mm-hmm. He's like, Piper. I'm like, hey, Uncle Morris. Mm-hmm. He's like, Mark's dead. I was like, huh? Okay, talk to you later. And <laughs> he hung up the phone. I was like, what happened? Well, he was like, I'll talk to you later. I said, oh, my goodness. So I was like, okay, do I call him back? Because my uncle's, you know, he's a career military dude. So it's like, okay. maybe he wanted to talk about it. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Like, I was like, I was like, I don't know. Like, that was a lot to process. Like, I was like, what? I was so in shock. I had so many questions, but I didn't want to overwhelm him, mm-hmm. you know, and at the same time. But I had to call him back. Like, I called him back, like. Uncle, what did you say? He said, Mark, he, they found his body this morning in the basement of his um, apartment building so in, in New York City. Yeah, he had, a, um, well, it was something with his heart. And so my uncle had to go, my uncle and aunt had to go to New York City, like just over this New Year's, to um, identify the body. Oh. And also to, you know, get in his apartment, get his stuff. And, like, they're flying his body back here. Okay. So they should have the funeral maybe this weekend. I'm not sure. I got to wait till he gets back tomorrow to ask him what's going on. Okay. But all of his life is mostly in New York. Not all, but his adult life was mostly in New York City. Okay. And so I've been literally over the, like, that was Friday. Today is Tuesday. So every single day, I've just been fielding phone calls from 
just people from all over the world. He had friends all over the world. Denmark, Sweden, Switzerland, Spain, um, all over New York City. So many people. He did motion graphics. He was a DJ. He um, was, you know, like a philosopher, did social justice, um, into technology, like, I mean, just one of the smartest guys. I was going to say, absolutely well-rounded. Very well-rounded. Genius, way ahead of his time. Inventor, engineer, just genius, genius, genius. And had the deepest, deepest, deepest voice. And just the greatest personality. And I'm just going to miss that kid. That's my first cousin. Love him so much. It was like my big brother. Um, The crazy thing is, we didn't grow up together. So... Okay, I got to tell you this funny story. So I he graduated from Cast Tech 1985. Technician. So he's like four years older than me. Mm-hmm. So I moved to New York in, well, as an adult in 94. So I think I had been there so like 95. Let's call this 95. Um, my mom calls me and tells me that... Uh, I have a, no, no, she calls me and she like calls me with my Uncle Morris on the phone. Now, I had known of my Uncle Morris, but I hadn't really like met him that I could remember. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't, I'm not sure. So my mom found out as an adult that she had this brother. He looks exactly like my grandfather. Everything, he's like one of us, is crazy. So... They found out as adults that they were brother and sister. Got you. Wow. And they're so, but, but somehow, like, none of us were raised all together. Mm-hmm. My grandfather had like five wives and he had, you know, different mothers. And, but they were, he was married to all of them, not at the same time, but, you- yeah. And so, this, but the thing is, the way my mom and my aunts and uncles, the way they were all raised is they were all brothers and sisters. They didn't differentiate like halves and all that stuff. Nowadays, I guess they would be considered half. But for the most part, they're just brother and sister, right? And so in my life, that's how I was socialized. Like these are your aunts and uncles. It's not like your half aunt or your half cousin. So there's all my first, I have a lot of first cousins. So the interesting thing is, uh, so let's call 94. What was it like 22, 23, 22, 23, something like that, right? So, um, no, this 95, sorry. So uh, my mom gets on the phone. She's like, yeah, I want you to talk to your Uncle Morris. I was talking to him. So I talked to him. He's like, oh, Piper, you're in New York City. Um, My son is in New York City. And I'm like, Really? He's like, yeah, you have a cousin in New York City. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, first of all, I'm upset because I'm like, how do I have a whole first cousin that I don't know anything about that we could have been raised together? I could have been had a big brother. Like, what on earth? So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to find this dude. So he gives me his number. He's like, call him and tell him. So I, I, I call the number. And he's like, hello. And I'm like, you know, hi, this is Piper. And I just want to call to tell you, you know, I'm from Detroit. I moved to New York and I'm your cousin. And he was like, click. He hung up the phone on me. 
I was like, huh. So I called him back and I was like, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Please listen to me. I, I don't want anything from you. I just, you know, I just, I just need to talk to you. Just my name's Piper. I'm from Detroit. I, your father and my mother are brother and sister. They didn't find out until they were adults. I moved here to New York City. I'm your cousin. He's like, okay, what do you want? I was like, I want to be your cousin. And he was like, he was like, what? So he gave me his address and all that. So he had a really fresh apartment. And I went to his apartment and I got to meet him. And he was this amazing person, you know, just doing this video uh, animation and all this stuff. And uh, motion graphics and all this stuff and DJing the music. And the weird thing was I ended up spending a night because well, it was him. His girlfriend was there. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend at the time. So when I came, we like sat in his kitchen and we talked for so many hours. And the weird thing was we had so much in common. It was like it was like meeting someone that you were related to. Y'all share DNA. Y'all never knew each other, but everything about you is so similar. We had so many similar likes and stories and like it was just so much stuff. And we just ended up talking literally for hours. He had to go. He was working on a job. He had to go to work in the morning. He was like, you can stay here. And, you know, I was like, no, I'm gonna go home. But like, I just stayed because I ended up talking for so long Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't have to go home late, like four in the morning. Yeah. So I spent the night and then <laughs> I think I left like eight, in the, you know, when it was light out and I went home and then we just stayed in touch from there and we just became like, it was like brother and sister. Just, I was going to say, that's what it sounded like. It was like brother and sister. And we lit. we had, when I'm telling you we had so much in common, he was a record nerd and he, his record knowledge way surpassed mine. Which was intriguing, but he was in, he was intrigued because of my record knowledge. He was silly, just like me, cracked the same jokes, super nerdy, just like me. Cool, but he was from the hood, but he wasn't like hood in the hood, you know what I'm saying? But but still down to earth, still into like political issues, like would be tinkering, fixing things. Like he was like everybody in my family. It was like I just it was like you're like us. He was just like the rest of us. I was it was like I was so happy. So. We ended up, um, <coughs> you know, just getting close. I met all his friends. That's cool. And he just brought me into his world. And all his friends saw me like, oh, that's Mark's little cousin. Even though I'm like 20-something. But I met all his lifelong friends. And mm, I'm nursing this cough. <coughs> Shouts out to Lottie, who gave me that elderberry that's get me, oh, get me yeah. through. Shout Plus this dandelion tea. But, um, and this bottle of water. He sounds like an amazing dude. Sounds like your twin. <laughs> he was like my twin, except way smarter and way more, like, just better, you know, <laughs> like, at, at stuff. You know, just, bro, I just really gonna miss him. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, <clears throat> I just been fielding all these calls. But the crazy thing is, like, Everyone just loves him. Okay. So everyone's just in shock. Everyone just loves, 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 love, love him. And so 
every day I've just been getting calls, like I said, from people all over the world, just like, I loved him. And then just giving me their stories about him and <clears throat> pictures and videos. Them, yeah. yeah. And just, so they're going to do, they did this beautiful visual for him. He was, he had a weekly shouts out to um, Project Parlor in Brooklyn. Okay. And shouts out to the owner, TJ, I think Olsen is his name. He reached out to me. They did a beautiful vigil for him on Saturday. Oh, it was beautiful. Candles, everything. It's on Facebook. Um, and then shouts out to uh, Mickey Perez, okay. which is his friend. That's another DJ. And um, Wednesday night, which is tomorrow, January 2nd, they're going to do a happy hour DJ thing for him at the Project Parlor. Okay. It's in Brooklyn? In Brooklyn. Okay. Um, by his in his neighborhood, and then that's so cool. In uh, on January the twelfth, mm-hmm. they're gonna do like a special tribute to him, but also to um one of his friends, Mia. Shouts out to Mia Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's working on a music project. He just signed a deal with Spotify to do to do music playlists to do to to get music different people's music on Spotify and it was due Friday the day he died. So she's like, Spotify wants this and that. So she's been calling me. So I've been trying to help her get all that together to get it to Spotify. So I'm helping her get that together. Um, Turned in and representing well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so working on that for him. And then, uh, yeah, so just want to make sure to uplift his legacy. Such yes. a great, great human. I'll tell you, it's interesting. The the woman, Mia, some years ago, this a long time ago, probably early 2000s, mm-hmm. before Twitter, before Facebook, back in the MySpace days. Was that Black Planet? It was, I think it was my it was MySpace days. All right. Because I, I remember we put it on MySpace. <laughs> but, uh... Mia is a video installation artist. Okay. Um, and she's black, but she's from Copenhagen. And so she did this project between Copenhagen and New York. Okay. And basically, you know the um like the Michael Jackson light up or like Twister? Yeah. The game Twister, how you like so she she had this idea to like make this video thing where it's like a map. So it's like a map of Copenhagen and a map of New York, New York city. Mm-hmm. And she did video interviews with different people. So when you step on, you can take whatever route and they look just like the train map with like all the colors of the train maps. Mm-hmm. So you can take whatever route and whichever one you step on, you can pick a, pick a square or a color. Then that, video story pops up. I love that. And we did that at this um this gallery in Brooklyn called Galapagos. So my cousin when when she had the idea, she called she called my cousin. My cousin was like, um, I need you to uh help me, help me because I'm helping my friend Mia with this video installation project. She's doing it she did it in Copenhagen and she's gonna do one in New York City. And so the Copenhagen map is in New York City and the New York map is in Copenhagen. So you can learn about each other with one another's stories. And she did it at this gallery. 
in Copenhagen in Copenhagen and it was very well received. And so Galapagos was like this really cool space um that launched a lot of really important people's art careers and um he was like cuz he used to tell everyone, "Oh, my cousin Piper, my cousin Piper is the shit." Like <laughs> so he used to bring me into like all his projects, you know. Mm-hmm. And um when when I was there, so you know, he always look out for me. That's cool. Yeah. And so uh I we would, you know, go so I worked on the project with them and basically like she did the maps and the concepts and all that. And then what he did was the functionality. Okay. So he actually was like figured out how when you step on the thing, the video actually pops up. Oh, so he did like all all the wiring, all the yeah, he wired the whole thing. Wow. Made it work. We tested it at the house. We were testing it every day. Damn near burn the house down. That's incredible. Try to test the thing. So we tested all that and then got it working every day, every day, every day. It was it was it was a lot of work. This is before Arduino. This is before all that kind of stuff. So he made it work and he was like, Okay, Pipe, I need you to work your magic. So I, I knew all the people. Like I knew I knew everybody in the industry, I knew everybody in the streets, like I knew all the the, the the cool kids, the hot people, the club kids, like I knew everybody. He's like, I need everybody at this for this. So I did like the PR promotion for it. Okay. Cause like Mia's from Europe. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? So she's she knows people. But not like but to not that like extent. to not yeah. like to make it because like the exhibition was X amount of time. Okay. So we did like a huge like launch event and it was very successful and the um exhibition ended up being very cool. well received, very successful. And so we just used to do a lot of stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of cool I remember uh his friend Paul, mm-hmm. one of his best friends from high school, they went to Cast Tech together, shouts out to Paul Grissom. And Paul um does like real estate. Okay. And things like that. And um Paul had um a building down in like the lower east side, LES. Shouts out to the all the LES fam downtown, NYC fam, cool kids and all that. And um Paul was like, I guess he had he had this 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 building where uh he had for the first time, like normally he would have different apartments mm-hmm. that would be empty at different times. So it might be like I can't remember how many apartments, but let's just if I make something up, let's say it was like twelve apartments. Mm-hmm. So let's say like of the twelve apartments, he might have like you know, one empty or three empty or like two empty, you know what I'm saying? Like at one time. But at this one time, for whatever reason, he had like 12 empty apartments. So they were all empty. So he was like, man, I got to get some money to pay, you know, for these bills. Mm -hmm. So we were just sitting around. So we started joking. And then Mark was like, we should do a rent party. And um, we, and I was like a rent party because in my lifetime, like we've done rent parties, but rent parties are really something I think from like the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. But like, yeah, in the 70s. But like, it was just funny because it's like an old school thing, you know? 
and That's we, hilarious. And I think you might have told me about one of the parties. I told you, yeah. So, like, this one party that we did, it was in the building. Mm-hmm. And Paul was like, yeah, I need y'all to help me. And um, Mark was like, yo, Pipe knows everybody. And he was like, okay, girl, you go work your magic. I said, okay. So uh, we got this idea where um, Mark and Paul were going to be the DJs. Mm -hmm. And so they're from Detroit. So they're bringing the Detroit sound. So they're bringing the techno, the house, all the funk, soul, hip hop. So they brought all the like Detroit DJ-ness that people love, you know. And then I'm from Detroit, right? Yeah. So we called ourselves Sound and Vision, right? Mm-hmm. And so basically, I got my friend, shouts out to Ogechi Chieke. She's a video artist, okay. video installation artist. Um, she did, she took one apartment. So what we did is we did, I got different artists to do like a whole gallery in each apartment. And then, so Ogechi did video in one apartment, and it was like we we got like LED lights and put colored gels on them, and oh my god, put them on the floor and point them at the wall. So when people came in, like all through the space, it was like different colors, and it was cool. But it was like low electricity because it's LED. You know what I'm saying? That sounds like the most bougiest. Rent party that could so be eclectic. In it was 2019. so eclectic. It was so eclectic. Like, so, so I guess she had one room. Then my friend Donald had another room. He did um, <clears throat> these photographs um, in black blackface. It was all these blackface photographs um, of modern people in blackface, okay. and he had a whole room and. Basically, I just called all my artists, all my artists, amazing artist friends in New York, and each one took a different room. And it was, and then we we put the lights on it. We had the Christmas lights, but we decorated so it looked mm-hmm. like you were in Morocco. <laughs> and then I went and got like fabric and stuff, and just like decorated the space. It felt all like Moroccan, and you know. Sounds hot. Then. Um, I had another I had my other friends they they're they're chefs. Okay. But they were actually like not chefs at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Well, we'll make the food." So they made this big old pot of gumbo. I mean, a huge pot of gumbo. And um then we had some sort of mystery punch <laughs> cuz like then my other friends were like well, we'll get whatever. So my other friends got like, I don't even know what they got because like I don't drink. The mystery. And they were like, well, we'll we'll take care of the punch pipe. I was like, okay. So they got this mystery punch. And then basically it was like you came into the building, you paid a fee, and you just went through each room to all these different art spaces and the... Music was just pumping because it was DJs, like, on each floor. Sounds so cool. And so, oh, and then they, like, rotated, and then people just, man, I'm, first of all, and I, and I put on MySpace, and made a, made a, and then, you know, I, I did the graphic design and all that, so I made this flyer, and it was called Sound and Vision. 
And everybody was like, hmm. And I think I called it like an interactive experience. But this was like, now everyone does interactive experiences, but this had to be like, maybe it was like 2003 or something like that, you know? And uh, Way ahead of his time. Way ahead of his time. It was probably 2002. Maybe it was like 2002, 2003. And like, when I'm telling you people came out for this thing, everybody in the world came to this party. I mean, people I didn't know brought people that I didn't know. (laughs) And I ended up meeting like the the head of like all these different um, conglomerates that I can't even get a meeting with. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I remember I met Tone and Polk. I remember I met that. Listen, I met, I met so many people. I met so many people. It was just crazy. And everybody just, first of all, the party was so epic that people talked about that party for years. To this day, people still tell me, you did that Sound and Vision party, right? I'm like, yeah, they're like, that, they, they said it revolutionized. Like, now that type of stuff is kind of sort of normal, but back then, we, and then we had interactivity because this was like, I said, you know, we didn't have GPS back then. Well, not, you know, mm-hmm. readily like out there. So we had like figure you know, we had like technology the technology hooked up Man, where folks were so like dope. checking in and t- telling where they were and then everybody else was saying like come down and it was like this big social media thing and everybody came down. It was industry people there, celebrities were there. That's crazy. It was and it was pre like this was still during a time, like now everybody puts their business on the internet. Mm-hmm. This was like when people didn't want their business out there still. So it was still like, it was still like one of the hottest things, but like people didn't want people to know where they were hanging. Cause like in New York city, it was the type of thing where like for real industry, like underground, like industry stuff, it's like you got to be in the know. And so the whole appeal and allure is that you're one of those people that got that secret text. You can't tell nobody because you got to be a certain somebody to like get in. You feels me? So it's just interesting because like without, I don't want to say without trying, but we were just being ourselves. We just made it hot. But like it ended up being one of them type of like epic type. Like what? Studio 54 type, legendary type things. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of, that really kind of put me, if you want, if you will say on the map, as you will, in New York City in terms of like, oh, if Pipe have an event, like that joint going to be banging. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then that was like, you know, after that, I only did like them type exclusive type events. I mean, I had already only was really going to like these VIP type experiences. Cause I was, I had already come out of like clubbing and, you know, I was a club kid. So I was like, that wasn't even three no. clubs a night, but that was bad. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I had been done with that. So now my thing was like experiences and I'm still like that to this day. Like I'm all about an experience. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I should probably bring, one of those back. I actually did another one that was called My Favorite People. 
and that one was at uh, the George Namdi Gallery. The one in New York City, though, in Chelsea. Oh, okay. And that was an interactive experience. That one was amazing, too. Hold on to the thing. But I wanted to say that Mark, you know, going back to my cousin Mark and back to Paul, like, what really made that event really special was not just that I brought all that energy, but that, like, that creativity that we did collectively. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, us brainstorming that, us thinking about it, like, all those ideas and things. Mark was the one who was like, you know, what if we do this? What if we do that? And, like, I was the one that was like, well, I know a friend that could do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? He like, gave the idea. He, he gave the ideas. He on it. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I could be like, well, I know these people. And he just knew all these amazing people, too. So not only, so like, he brought his artist friends too. Some of his artist friends were in those other rooms as well. And it was just, we just used to have so much fun. We used to come up with ideas together. We used to listen to music together. We used to, and then I had just talked to him. He passed away on Friday. I mean, yeah, I had just talked to him like Wednesday. I had just talked to him. I was like, I used to talk to him like every week. I mean, this dude came up, he he brought himself and his boy up mm-hmm. one year for Dilla Youth Day mm. a couple of years ago at the museum, brought equipment, brought like a whole bunch of stuff and this, this set up a station and just like taught all the way from New York City. He used to come to the Techno Fest every year. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. But we're going to do something for him here. We're going to do something for him in New York. Yeah. Once in a lifetime type of being. Once in a lifetime. And just that voice was so memorable. His voice was so rich and so deep. Mm. I'm going to show you some videos and stuff. And just his music knowledge. And just mm. and on top of all that, he was always helping people. Mm. <coughs> you know, always looking out for people. Yeah. And always making sure that they, you know, were straight. And always just making sure that they, you know, had like... I don't know, a voice. And and then he was the one who put me up on a whole bunch of social justice. Like, if I need to know something, I would call Mark. If I need to know something technical, whether it was photography or whatever, I'll be like, what about this? What about that? We'll sit up and talk tech, tech stuff. That's cool. He'll be like, you should get this one, not that one, because of this, because of that, and this model, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. But, the, but you know what? They came up with these features. But you know what Sony's going to be introducing I mean, he would just know the technology like that. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. So I'm going to miss that because, like, I don't have that kind of person. Well, I, I let me not say that. I have some I know what you mean now. tech people, but I'm just saying not not that I'm related to. That's my first cousin that is, like, we can go from a tech conversation to, like, just as technical of a music conversation to, like, making jokes about growing up in Detroit to, like, just, you know what I'm saying? Rent party. Epic rent party. The big rent parties. but And the thing is, we had become close over time. To the point where I even like lived with him That's for like almost two years. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was like, we literally was like brother and sister. And I just, <sighs> I know death is a part of life. Um, And he was so young. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just like 50. So I just want to send <clears throat> my uncle and aunt and and his sister, you know. 
I just want to send them and anybody that loved my cousin, you know, I just want to send everyone uh, lots of love and really appreciate the time on earth that, that he gave us here. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and what he brought. And yeah. So I just had to, I just had to shout him out. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Oh man. My goodness. And I'm like, oh man. Well, I went over time, but it's all good. Well, we just wanted we wanted to give you a short show. It wasn't so short, but it was it was shorter than we normally yeah. do. Normally, do it two three hours. I mean, we, <laughs> we really just wanted to say hello and happy New Year to everybody. And yeah, give them a little taste of stuff that's coming down the pipeline. Stuff that's coming right. The pipeline, no pun intended. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to 2019. I really appreciate. Um, you being a part of this podcast. We got to do some new artwork. That's what we need to do. Let's do it. Oh, and you know what else we need to implement? We're going to put that out there. So we got to implement all this new social media and get people active. Oh, I started a Facebook group. Ah. Um, It's called Piper Carter Podcast. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. So got to get the, got to get, um, if people have ideas, if people want to come help with social media, if people want to come help us with the podcast and help us be producers, I still have the idea to like have the audience support as being producers somehow, but still working on that. I'm going to like ask people to make us jingles and stuff. Let's do it. Let's do it. So yeah, um, want to get the audience more involved and see who's out there listening. And yeah, um, Brittany got to go. Get to her mom and handle some B.I. That's what we call business. Mama Dukes. Yeah. And also be a grown woman to go to work in the morning and uh, and get me home. Um, Brittany's my personal chauffeur. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but she is. Not without a tip. Oh, shoot. So, yeah. Well, um, happy new year to you. Happy new year. And happy, happy uh, 2019. Looking forward to more health. More resources, more love, and yeah. So, uh, Piper Carter Podcast Detroit is different. Peace. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher. Remember doing this for no fun. Time well spent. Go on and keep your refund. I'm nobody's still drum. Go on and run them reruns of different strokes for different folks. Why? Cause some do it for the income. Don't do this for the money. Cause trust me, I would have been done. I'ma do this till I'm bloody and muddy. Call it my long run. Call it my ransom. Call it your anthem. Swoosh. Go in and make that and one. Just do it. Go ahead and pursue it. Chase it like it was true. Cause it actually is. It's too many doofus with too many excuses. That's why this music seems to be just making us useless. We all gagging and lollying. Too busy pollying. Politricking forbidden when infants are left lying in. Urine and feces. Question where that peace be. Peace be too quiet, too chill. Peace be too calm and too still. Cause everybody nowadays got a license to ill. And everybody nowadays got a license to kill, 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 kill. Murder, murder, blood spill, spill, spill. So they service cold plates or cold cases. And we've been waiting, putting out water for justice. We wonder what the taste is. Heard she was blind, never thought she was faces, never thought she was racist. How come the ones who's supposed to keep us the safest, they chase us? They used to use some hoses, but nowadays they just haze us. Nothing seems to face us. Reality's not reality, till it's on the stage, cuz, cuz. We 
all exhibitionists Everybody's courageous, everybody's the bravest Until it's time for action, we all crying out save us Crying out to God and calling all kinds of favors Do we actually believe, based on our behavior The end time's upon us, we all gon' need a savior Listen I'ma do it till his kingdom come Do it till the work's done Do it till it's not fun That day I'll never come Do it till I see it through Do it till I'm see-through Phantom of my own opera No musical make visible The invisible God's point of view With it without residuals This is my cue Stay up on the real culture of Detroit By tuning in to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network Weekly Music, art, business, comedy And never before told stories from the people of Detroit